Welcome to Path Forward Utah, Path Forward America, with your politics and news host, Bob McEntee. Uh, coming to you live and fresh this morning, November 19th, 2021. That's a Friday. And I am a GOP SCC member, that's State Central Committee, Legislative District Chair, Precinct Chair, plus an activist for worthy causes. And I'd like to thank uh, Brixton's Potato of Ogden and Joe Carey Legal for uh, helping to make this program possible. There's only one Brixton's Potato that's in downtown Ogden. If you're there, you just you know look up Brixton's Potato on your GPS and, and give them a try. It's a full meal, especially good for lunch, um, but they, they do it for dinner too. You get them kind of loaded up. And I am joined by other Path Forward Utah hosts like Jamie Renda, uh, Dr. Marcy Green-Campbell, and Ignacio Valdez, uh, a.k.a. Nacho. Th- those are the regulars. We have a couple others that do uh, less frequent shows, but those are our, like our weekly regulars. And Jamie is kind of really interested in the uh, those that might get left out by, by the regular party, right? So she's very into uh, making sure minority voices are heard of all sorts. I'll just put it that way. Uh, Dr. Green focuses on mental health, which we probably need to do more. Uh, I'm your politics guy, and Nacho, you know, he's a bit of a catch-all. He's he's definitely into the politics and and um, current cultural events. Let me put it that way: stuff that goes on in Utah. You can listen to any or all of us at fedbyravensmedia.com. I think I said that badly. Fedbyravensmedia.com. Then you choose uh, the path forward, Utah. Right? You'll see our smiling faces. Click on the link, and boom, you're in. It's free. You can also go to SoundCloud. Okay, but why should you go? Well, let, let me get into the content and see if you like it. I think one of the top stories this week, Joe Biden's poll numbers, they, they don't just remain on the floor. They're, they're like dragging on the basement floor, right? They're bad, really bad. Uh, I mean, worse than Jimmy Carter, bad. Americans don't like mandates from an executive. It's not right in a free republic or or a democratic republic, which is what we are. Some people get touchy when you call us a democracy, which, okay, we're not really exactly a democracy, but we are a democratic republic. Uh, If you don't know what that is, look it up, right? Now, Joe Biden is 78.99 years old. He's going to be 79 years old tomorrow. But he's got 43% approval. That's all kinds of approval. That's like strong approval plus kind of approval, you know, more more approved than disapproved. And 40, 43% is, is definitely underwater, right? You're definitely uh, couldn't get elected again is what that sounds like. 57% disapproval. But more importantly, if you drill down on the numbers, what's really interesting, usually a Republican or Democrat, president has about 23% strong support. That's their base, right? You can you can make a lot of mistakes. 23% of Democrats and 23% of Republicans are still going to support you, even if you're kind of messing up. But Joe Biden has managed to lose even his normal, not so filtering thinking Democrat base. He, it's down to 20% strong support. That is bad. And you know, if he's at 20%, there, there's probably another couple percent that are that are not so keen on him, right? They're just barely hanging on, right? They're watching the borders a mess. The, 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 he's hurting the economy, even though it's doing okay, he's still hurting it. And it's not just, you know, the vaccine mandates, which are, okay, that's my particular pet peeve. Uh, maybe not so pet, maybe that's kind of a big peeve, but it's just a failure on every level. You know, the, you see all the ships waiting off the port, right? Because he messed up the deal with China. You see China flying fighters over Taiwan, our ally. They should be scared too. They're not scared of Joe Biden, right? They're not 
They're not hiding from Biden. They were terrified of Trump, right? They didn't screw with him. Same with North Korea. They resumed doing tests. Um, international, we're just not respected, right? So Joe Biden is a problem. Any, anywhere you look, he, he's a failure. And that's actually what Obama said about him. His, the guy that picked him to be vice president said that Joe Biden has a, and I'm going to say it nice, he's got an ability to really mess things up, which he is proving, right? And then I guess good for Joe is that Kamala has even lower approval ratings because she doesn't deserve to be in there, right? Somehow she became a senator in California, uh, but she only polled one or two percent support as a presidential candidate when she ran as a, in the Democrat primary. So she she was very unpopular, even with Democrats. Um, but some I just heard on the Laura Ingram show on Fox News last night. There's a general. I, it sounded like General Boykin. I didn't see him. I heard it on the radio. But he's got over 200 generals and admirals that have said, hey, look, we're worried about this commander in chief's mental stability or really mental ability more than stability. He's he's pretty stable, but in a bad way. But they're worried about his cognitive abilities, right? They, they said that about Trump because he was an old guy in office. Trump took a test. He was fine, of course. I mean, Trump is, he's got a lot of 50-year-olds beat, right? He's doing great that way. Uh, and I'm not a, I'm not an all Trump all the time kind of guy. Right. I think I think we could do better than Donald Trump. I think he's good. I think there's potential to do better because just like everybody, Trump has his strengths and weaknesses. Right. So uh, I thought Reagan was a better president than Trump. Right. They, they had really similar policies, but Reagan sold it better. Reagan could win people over, whereas Trump Trump tends to polarize. He tends to push people away, right? I don't think they would have wanted to steal the election from Ronald Reagan because he was likable. And fakes, I hate to tell it to you conservatives, but likable matters, okay? And I'm not trying to be overly likable, but it, but it does matter. You know, if people like you, they kind of support what you do more and you can win people over better, right? That's the old, the old saying of you win, uh, you get more flies with honey than vinegar. Even though on a technicality, Flies actually like the smell of vinegar. <laughs> you know, if you're making a trap, they actually do like it. But but it's still, it works well with people, right? People like honey a lot better than vinegar. So let's do a quote. I, I like doing a historical quote. And I'm going to quote Ronald Reagan's favorite president. Who was that? That was Calvin Coolidge. It's an important reminder for today. Here's what Calvin Coolidge said back in the 1920s. He said, liberty is not collective. It is personal. All liberty individual liberty. So do you think Calvin Coolidge there would have would have mandated the vaccine for one size fits all? You all have to get this? No. No, he would not have because he would have said liberty is personal. It's not for me to tell you what religion to be, how to spend your money, um, what medication to get. And actually, medicine back then was a lot more free, right? We didn't even have you could still smoke cannabis a.k.a. marijuana, a.k.a. pot back then, right? It wasn't, wasn't illegal yet. Uh, a lot of people didn't think it was good, but it wasn't outlawed. Uh, I, I think cocaine was outlawed in remedies, but, but it wasn't entirely outlawed because Coca-Cola still had cocaine up until I forget when, 20s, 30s, at some point. People don't know, but 7-Up had lithium in it until the 1950s. So there really wasn't up in 7-Up, but we had a lot of freedom. We had all doctors were not allopathic. They weren't all AMA certified. A lot of doctors were naturopaths. A lot of doctors were homeopaths. Uh, in fact, one of the president's fathers was a homeopathic doctor, which today it's kind of derided. There's even talk about outlawing it, but they, they simply approach medicine from a different perspective. They get good results, 
right? But they're not going to always prescribe you a pill, an expensive patented pill or expensive patented injection. That, and that's that's the problem that AMA has. They like the expensive medicine, right? I mean, something like 20% of all the money in the United States goes to healthcare. It's it's a it's a huge amount, and, and it's too much. We're not getting good results. We're one of the sickest nations on earth, yet we pay the most, just like our education system, right? We're paying a lot. We're paying for the gold-plated variety, but we're not getting it. So we, we have to demand better. But liberty is individual. That's the important thing to remember from Coolidge, and, and we need to remember that now more than ever. Let's, let's look at a promise from the 1940s. The promise to German people was Arbeit macht frei. I'm trying to say it with my best German accent, right? Because you want that spin on it. And what Arbeit macht frei means is work makes you free. Or maybe in a, in a separate tent, work will make you free. Well, it was the promise put over the, um, the camps that they took people to, the concentration camps where they put Jews in. So they gave them this false promise like, oh, you know what? Work will make you free. Like if you're a good citizen in our camp here, gosh, we're not going to kill you. Oh, heavens no. Those are nasty rumors. We're going we're gonna, to, you know, if you do good, we're going to promote you. You get to be a citizen. And well, that, that was a false promise a.k.a. a lie. 1940. Okay, so that, that's a long time ago, 80 years ago. And now 2020, what promise did we hear in 2020? Vaccines will make you free. Well, not so. Another false promise. And I don't have that translated in German. I, I do speak a little German, but, you know, but I think you in English is good enough, right? So they promised that vaccines would make you free. You won't have to wear masks. You can travel. You can see your... Just get the vaccine, right? Well, it's not working out so great. In fact, Gibraltar has, a, depending on who you listen to, a 99 to 100% vaccination rate. Yet right now, with that vaccination rate, COVID cases are at 52% of peak. Whoops, folks, shouldn't it be like 1% or none? That's a problem. Vaccines don't work or they don't work for long, but they do damage and they do kill. So we'll talk more about this and other propaganda after the break. It's a my pillow for the rest of your body. The my pillow mattress topper. You will sleep well. Check it out. MyPillow.com, promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. Don't forget, using my promo code USA will save you a bunch of money on anything on the MyPillow website. Christmas is coming. Get ready. MyPillow.com, promo code USA, 1-800-951-8175. I know it's just October, but it's never too early to look for Christmas gifts and give those you love the gift of a good night's sleep. Go to MyPillow.com, shop for great gifts including the original MyPillow, MyPillow slippers, mattress toppers, pet beds, and of course my promo code USA will save you up to 66% on anything on the MyPillow website. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code USA, and give someone a gift that you love. 
The American dream is still very much alive, even though it's not in the spotlight. Spencer Worthington is proof of this. Spencer's the founder of HSL Ammo. It's a small business that he started from the ground up. HSL Ammo makes high-quality, affordable ammunition, but it also provides something else to Spencer's community. Opportunity. Here's what he has to say about his employees. We have really collected a team of people that have the highest integrity that you can possibly imagine, that have the utmost passion for the Second Amendment, that have a work ethic like you can't possibly imagine. Spencer upholds the right to keep and bear arms not only by making ammunition, but also by being a mentor to those who are new to the shooting sports. Anybody that's a new gun owner, take the opportunity, say, hey, can you take me to the gun range? Let's go out and shoot. Using your freedom to create value for others is a huge part of the American dream. HSLAmmo.com. The following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one. One easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. All right, welcome back to Path for Utah, Path for America, with your politics and news host, Bob McEntee. And I left off talking about false promises, right? The Germans promised the Jews. Well, not really the Germans. I shouldn't blame all the Germans, although sort of they're all collective in that. But but really the Nazis, really, you know, Hitler and company that, that were running the country at the time in the 1930s and 40s. Uh, and their their final solution was to eliminate the Jews, right? But they didn't tell them that. They didn't say, board on the train so we can kill you all. No, they said, they said, oh, work makes you free, right? We just need your help for this war effort. And, you know, gosh, we wouldn't kill our workers, right? That'd be crazy. Who would want to kill all the workers? Well, but they did. They did want to kill the workers, right? Just like people say now, why would, you know, how, how would they allow a vaccine that was bad for people? Why would they let that out? Well, let me tell you, friends, there's a lot of people, unfortunately, with a depopulation agenda. And this vaccine may or may not be a conspiracy, right? Maybe they designed it to kill people. Maybe they just rushed it for a quick buck and oops, it's hurting people. I, and it doesn't really matter which, does it? it? Because if you get these shots and they hurt you, it doesn't matter if it was intentional or negligent. Uh, unfortunately, you can't sue, right? That would be the remedy. Uh, but they've made it so since they're emergency use only, even the Pfizer one that you think is approved, but no, it's not because only one variety is approved and it's not available in the United States. So they've got you in this legal loophole where, sorry, buddy, you know, if you have a lifelong disease, you, you can't sue, right? And then people just have to make their own decision. Some people think it's worth the risk to keep their job or like my 84-year-old mother who got the, the, the two shots and then the booster. I'm like, well, you know, when you're 84, I'm not going to tell you not to eat ice cream, right? And I'm not going to tell you that, okay, maybe maybe if you're really vulnerable, it's worth it. Although I don't think it's worth it because 
I still think your God-given immune system will do the best job that it can, right? And it's not designed to make anybody a buck. It's a gift from God to you. And it's got, it's got more tools than we understand, right? We're trying to shortcut those. But the modern promise that I think is another false promise is that vaccines will make you free or healthy. Uh, but the fact is, all that they we really know they do, and this is uh, the Supreme Court and Congress agreed that vaccines are inherently dangerous, right? Because they had to set up a vaccine fund. They had to recognize that there's vaccines are always going to kill or injure some people. Maybe not all. I think it's very debatable. I'm not. I'm not going to be a pseudo intellectual and say, oh, I, oh, I'm not anti-vaccine. You know what? I am anti-vaccine, and I think you should be too because I don't think they're really very healthy. Uh, now, some people might make the decision. Maybe if you got three comorbidities and you're really worried about this or that, maybe you could. You know, I'm pretty anti-vaccine, but but I still allow for freedom. But I would I would caution you with freedom becomes responsibility. And, you know, I saw a post from a nurse. She said the first time in her career, she's treating an eight-year-old boy that has myocarditis. An eight-year-old boy, they, they messed this boy up. You know, and here's the other problem. Competency in the medical field has gone way, way down, okay? It's not all the respectable white-coated doctors and nurses from the 1960s. You got, you got bubbas. They, they don't know how to pull your blood properly, right? They have a hard time doing that. They're, they're messing up the injections. How, how can they mess it up? Because they're supposed to dilute it, and they're not diluting it correctly. You're supposed to shake it up and dilute these. I think Moderna comes already already mixed, right? But the Moderna shot's dangerous because it's so it's so very strong, it injures people. So I wouldn't get that trash vaccine. But the Pfizer one's a little bit weaker, but they still have to dilute it. It comes in this comically small bottle and they have to like dilute it with six times as much saline solution. But you know what? Our modern medical people, they mess that up, right? And they're giving adult doses to kids. Oops, they're giving child doses to adults. Well, that's probably a good deal. I would, if I had to get one, I'd Give me the child dose, right? Because um, I want less toxin. I want less poison. Because that's that's what they are. I'm sorry, no one wants. Who's got an incentive to tell you that? Do any of the networks that have these guys on the ads? No, they don't have an incentive. And you know, you might think it's normal for all these uh, drug commercials and vaccine commercials, but it's not normal. Most of the world does not have that, right? Because if it's good, people will go to it. You know, people want their health, right? They buy supplements. I mean, yeah, there's advertising. Anyway, let, let's go to what Socrates said, because if what I'm saying is true, if these are false promises, i.e. lies, and we see places like Gibraltar, Singapore, South Korea, Ireland, Israel, they've got around 90% plus vaccination rates, right? So just, just everything Dr. Fauci and Herr Biden could dream of, they have it, right? 90% plus vaccination rates. And yet, they're still having a big problem with COVID cases. Why? Because it's breakthrough. Why? Because these are trash. They only last so long. Don't do it to your body. Um, they will, they will, if you take enough, I think it's like playing roulette. I don't know how some people aren't injured by all the vaccines, but here's what Socrates said around, gosh, a long time ago, 2000 years ago, maybe more. I should know the date, but a long time ago. Socrates or Socrates, no, Socrates said, when debate is lost, slander becomes the tool of the loser. So when you see the bad data, when you see, oh my gosh, Gibraltar's like fully vaccinated. It's a small place, right? And they, they require it. So everybody's vaccinated, except the very few that are medically unable, which I wish was more, but okay, the very few. And yet 
cases are at 52% of peak. Whoops. I mean, if the vaccines worked, there'd be like zero cases, right? Or maybe just a few. But no, they have a big problem and they, they want to cover this up, right? They don't want you to know the same things happening in Singapore with 90% plus vaccination, the same thing in Ireland with 91% um, vaccination, the same thing in South Korea with about 90%. This, you know, these are the places that should be showing us, oh, it works, you know, it's eradicated or it's very little, you know, so we can go back to normal. Nope, it's not happening, right? And Germany, where they've got a majority vaccinated, they're still they're talking about lockdowns. Austria has started, I mean, it's very totalitarian when, when they're going to lock down the unvaccinated, right? Like you don't have a choice. And they're giving fines. If you go to the grocery store, they're giving over a $500 fine for being in the grocery store when you're unvaccinated, which is which is horrible. You don't get to eat, right? I mean, maybe you could pick up your groceries, but it, it's bad. And now Austria, you know, once they, once they get totalitarian, totalitarian and people aren't in the streets and the guns don't come out and politicians aren't afraid for their life. Well, then they keep going. That's what they do. Right. And so they're going further. They're like, okay, starting in February, mandatory vaccines. So you're going to be rounded up like some pig on a farm, right. And poked. It's going to be ugly. Right. And see, they know kind of once, well, once we've got 60% vaccinated, they probably won't fight us. It'll just be these other holdouts. So we're going to lock them down, put them in their house. Then we can just get them one by one. Right. If they show up to the grocery store, we'll jab them there. Uh, You don't want that. You don't want that here. And those people, they're kind of guilty. And Americans are guilty, too. If we don't take to the streets or or write that email, make that call going, we don't want this. Now, I am delighted that Joe Biden's poll numbers are low, but they need to be afraid. In fact, the the producer just reminded me like that, like the um, back down there in southern Utah, Nevada, where they had the Bundy Ranch standoff. Right. These guys bought their guns out and there was all kinds of federal agents. I mean, there was a lot of armed federal rate agents and they had their vehicles and they're looking tough. But you know what? They backed down because they didn't want to spill American blood and have it come back. So but it it took them to that point. Do you think a lawyer could have got that fixed? No. There's a point where lawyers aren't going to fix it. Right. Courts aren't going to fix it. And that's why we have the Second Amendment. That's why we have the Tenth Amendment. That's why we have the First Amendment. These things say that it falls on the people. You know, if you're going to stay home and quiet and play video games and watch reruns on TV and and stream stuff, then they're going to do what they want. Right. And you're going to get rounded up like cattle and vaccinated uh, for this and that and the other thing until until Pfizer stock is a thousand dollars a share. But I would I would say you need to resist that by whatever means you can. Uh, And elections matter. Now, we're going to talk about what you can do. So we have good people in government that won't treat us like cattle. Right. And so. I'm going to start on this and we'll, we'll talk about it after the break. I kind of lost track of how much time I have, <laughs> but um, okay. We need, we need good people in office and that requires a good system to vet them. And it's kind of hard to do, but Utah still has at least the vestige of a good way to do that. We have our caucus system, caucus and convention that is designed to vet them. And we have good challengers popping up in the new CD1 and the new CD3, right? Because all the districts just changed that are going to challenge moderate GOP establishment people who are in those congressional federal seats because moderate isn't good enough right now. We need fighters that will push back. Moderates go along to get along and they kind of pretend fight. And when they're not in power, boy, they vote the right way, but they don't fight. We need fighters. And I will tell you about two fighters in Congressional District 1 and 2 after the break.
Welcome back to Pathboard YouTube with your politics. Sorry, I trip over words sometimes. Welcome back to Pathboard Utah with your politics and news host, Bob McAfee. That's my name. And we were just talking about, you know, promises and elections matter, right? And sometimes I like the old pun saying that politicians are like diapers. They need to be changed often and for the same reason, right? Because sometimes they just they just stay in there too long. And they get full of themselves and they don't listen to the people anymore. Kind of like Joe Biden. Maybe, maybe there was a time when he listened to people. I don't know, but he's, he quit doing that, right? He doesn't, or he just really doesn't seem to listen. The feedback numbers, he just doubles down. And that's kind of what Woodrow Wilson did, right? He thinks, well, the people just don't get me. So I'll just have to dictate some more. Well, that, that instigates a lot of pushback, but we have good challenge here, challengers here in Utah. In Congressional District 1, that's like Northern Utah, Congressional District 3, where exactly is that? That's kind of Utah County. It's kind of centered in that area, um, although it loops around. It's bigger than it used to be, I think. But currently occupied, CD1 is Blake Moore's uh, Congressional District at the moment, and John Curtis, former Democrat chair of Utah County, um, he is the guy occupying the CD3 seat and they're not the worst guys right they get kind of a c conservative rating but again when republicans are out of of power they tend to vote a little better right because they know they're gonna lose anyway so they'll vote how they want you to see them vote right because they know it just won't matter but uh what do they fight for that's different and that's why you need someone on the inside like myself honestly who who pays attention who has a laser beam on what do these guys do what do they vote for? What do they not vote for? What do they actually fight for? And what do they shadow box for? What do they want to pretend? Like, I'm still a little worried about Mike Lee. He's bragging how he, he tried to get 12 bills on the floor of the Senate to stop the vaccine mandate. Well, that sounds good. I, I think it's probably good. I like Mike Lee. I don't know anybody better. However, he asked for unanimous consent on the 12 bills. Well, that's not going to happen, right? So, I might like better that he tried one or two for real. Like he really tried to get some buy-in. He tried to get other co-sponsors and maybe some Democrats to go along. But I don't think he did that. So I don't want guys just running bills for their image. I want them in a real fight, you know, because you don't want – those are guys firing blanks in a, in a real battle, right? You don't want guys that are firing blanks. They're pretend fighting. You want guys that are firing live ammo at the enemy or trying to make a consensus, right, trying to – trying to say, hey, don't we all agree in personal liberty? Trying to make a consensus, right? Uh, sorry, I'm a war planner, I think, in you know a lot of uh, conflict terms. But, but yes, it is possible to build consensus, but I, I don't see that happening, and that, that's a problem. So I want to judge them carefully. But who do we have in CD1 that's challenging the current Blake Moore? We have Andy Badger. And Andy Badger's interesting. He's definitely a challenger from the right. He's kind of a young guy. He just got engaged to a woman, by the way. I hate to have to say that nowadays, but getting engaged to a woman, wants to start a family. Uh, he's a traditional conservative. And I was worried because Andy went to Harvard and Oxford. And I had conservatives liking him. I'm like, hang on. Oxford is like New World Order headquarters, right? That is where the elite send their people to get brainwashed into the New World Order and communism. And 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 I was I was. I was going to bite his leg and not let go. To tell you the truth, I went into a meeting to meet him last night, and I was going to push hard on this guy. If I thought, if I smelled New World Order kind of cloak on him, I was going to challenge him, and I was going to be his enemy. 
where I was going to tell him, I will, I will, I might run against you, buddy. Right. Cause I don't want some fake conservative. However, I kind of believe that he's not a fake conservative. Uh, he talked about how he had to swim upstream, how he got some worse grades because he opposed his Marxist professors at both Harvard and Oxford, and he was glad to speak against them. So he passed my initial sniff test, right? So I still reserve the right to change my mind, but he passed sniff test number one. And I do believe he's a real conservative and he does care about your liberties. He's adamantly against this uh, vaccine mandate, right? And yet the guy's young. He doesn't have a voting record. He hasn't held office. He hasn't been active in the party. He's flying in from England. He's moving back here. Okay. But he just got here and he drives a foreign car, which is a pet peeve of mine. It's like, Hey, if you're going to run for office at the national level, why don't you buy a car made by American hands? Just a pet peeve of mine. A lot of people don't care, but I would like to see him buy something made in America since we still have that choice. Uh, even though European and Japanese cars can be fun to drive, I will admit that. Uh, but I want you to support Americans. Anyway, now in, in CD3, John Curtis's territory down there in you know, Salt Lake and Utah County, because they all have a piece of Salt Lake now. Uh, that was by design, of course, so that we don't have a Democrat. That's, that's just how it is, right? Um, but CD3 by John Curtis has it now. The challenger is Jason Preston. And Jason, you know, I didn't really see any red flags with Jason to begin with. I think, is he perfect? No. Is he very conservative and liberty-minded? Absolutely. I like Jason Preston. I like his wife, Alexia, too. I know. You can tell she was named before before Amazon was a thing, right? Because her name is Alexia. But uh, she's delightful, and she campaigns right alongside with him. I think that's good to see, because you want an involved wife. Because sometimes, you know, that wife is always going to have, or spouse, is always going to have influence. So you want one who's engaged, I mean, ideally. Right. Some, some women just don't want to be out there or spouses. I mean, it's an all man review at the federal level. Right. So I, can I just say wife for now till we, till we get a woman in there? Um, but you want someone that has her husband's ear that's also conservative, because if he starts to go astray, the, the wife is really the best lobbyist. So I, I think that's a good pairing. And Andy, I haven't haven't met his fiance. He just got engaged. Like I say, he's a young guy. Uh, but I think. I think they're good challengers. And is it an uphill battle to take on an incumbent? Yes, it is. Now, Blake Moore hasn't been in there very long. He's he's not set in stone yet. Uh, he's not the worst guy. He's done okay. But I didn't see him fight enough on the vaccine mandate. And same with John Curtis. You know, So I think they have some vulnerability of a challenge from the right. And those, both of those guys, they were the only two in Utah that voted to have the House investigate the January 6th so-called insurrection insurrection nobody bought a weapon to where nothing nobody was killed by the insurrectionists nothing was burned down that that's a pretty lame insurrection right i mean if you're going to do an insurrection there better be people at least bloodshed probably killed and definitely burn that sucker down right i mean if you get in there you're going to light it on fire that's if i was an insurrectionist that's what i'd do okay not an insurrectionist but what i'm saying is did that look like an insurrection no not at all so they shouldn't have voted for it. That's GOP suicide or stupidity. And we can't, we can't have stupid people in there that are going to vote to hurt the GOP. They're going to vote to eliminate their own voice, right? Um, anyway, let's talk about something else about Elections Matter. And by the way, I'm going to talk some more today, like I did last week, about how you can help, how you can become a delegate at the county or state level, how you can be a precinct chair or vice chair, or even like myself, a 
a legislative district chair over 22 precincts in my case, and a member of the state central committee where you can really start to move the lever a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. Um, but let's talk about a, a Utah state issue. And there's going to be a bill comes forward this year to repeal the sales tax on food. Well, wouldn't that be nice? Because a majority of states do not tax food at all. And the Utah sales tax, it was not instituted at all until 1933. So we didn't used to have a sales tax of any sort, but when they, they did it in a desperate time. In 1933, we were in the depths of the Great Depression, right? It wasn't the first year, it wasn't the second year, it was like the fourth year that FDR had only made it worse with all his gyrations and all his spending, by the way, which this should sound familiar, right? AOC said she wanted uh, Biden to be the next FDR. Well, maybe. Maybe we got a big recession coming. Uh, but unemployment was over 30%. And so property taxes were going unpaid by many in the 1930s because they just couldn't afford it. They got to eat or they got to pay property tax. You can always hope that later, Maybe you can make up your property taxes, right? Maybe if this thing turns around, I get a job, I can pay my property taxes. So they, don't, they don't instantly take your house back. Uh, but back in that day, property taxes were 90% of the income to the state government. And so they needed another form of revenue. So Utah in 1931, they started an income tax. And in 1933, they started a sales tax. But don't worry, they said. It's only going to be for two years. See, see our bill, there's a, there's a sunset. It's only going to be for two years because these are desperate times. So we need to tax your goods. We need to tax your food. Well, guess what? Within that two-year temporary tax with the sunset, they repealed that before 1935. So, you know, once they get a tax going, they really like collecting it. But some consider a tax on food immoral, as I do to some extent. There's a little bit of debatable wiggle room, but it started out as a 0.75% tax on food and other sales items. So less than 1% is what they taxed initially. Now it's it's 6% or more, you know, when you add the county and locality tax. So we'll talk after the break here about what's a good model for a food tax and what you can do to help get rid of the food tax. It's a my pillow for the rest of your body. The my pillow mattress topper. You will sleep well. Check it out. MyPillow.com, promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. Don't forget, using my promo code USA will save you a bunch of money on anything on the MyPillow website. Christmas is coming. Get ready. MyPillow.com, promo code USA, 1-800-951-8175. I know it's just October, but it's never too early to look for Christmas gifts and give those you love the gift of a good night's sleep. Go to MyPillow.com, shop for great gifts, including the original MyPillow, MyPillow slippers, mattress toppers, pet beds, and of course, my promo code USA will save you up to 66% on anything on the MyPillow website. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code USA, and give someone a gift that you love. 
The American dream is still very much alive, even though it's not in the spotlight. Spencer Worthington is proof of this. Spencer's the founder of HSL Ammo. It's a small business that he started from the ground up. HSL Ammo makes high-quality, affordable ammunition, but it also provides something else to Spencer's community. Opportunity. Here's what he has to say about his employees. We have really collected a team of people that have the highest integrity that you can possibly imagine, that have the utmost passion for the Second Amendment, that have a work ethic like you can't possibly imagine. Spencer upholds the right to keep and bear arms, not only by making ammunition, but also by being a mentor to those who are new to the shooting sports. Anybody that's a new gun owner, take the opportunity, say, hey, can you take me to the gun range? Let's go out and shoot. Using your freedom to create value for others is a huge part of the American dream. HSLAmmo.com. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one. One easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Welcome back to Path Forward Utah, Path Forward America, with your politics and news host, Bob McEntee. And as always, I'm trying to fill you in on the the very current events and what's going on in Utah and what's important to watch. And I think the bill coming out, uh, it's it's being sponsored by a Democratic representative, uh, which I hope is not a problem, honestly, but it could be. Uh, Representative Rosemary Lesser from the Ogden area is sponsoring a bill to remove the food tax. And I was just talking about the history of the food tax in Utah, because a lot of people don't know it. It goes back so far uh, from the 1930s. I mean, that's over 80 years ago, right? Or almost 80 years. And it started out little. It started out temporary. And boy, they just never got rid of it. It grew. It got bigger than it is today. And it shrunk back down a little bit. But what should we do? You know, because, you know, we don't have 30% unemployment today. We have 2.2% unemployment, which is a lot different than 30%. 2.2% unemployment is is not really too low, but it's almost too low. It means employers are having to really scramble. They're having to raise wages, add benefits. You know, um, It's a completely different situation than when we put this so-called temporary tax in on food, which again, I think it's only 13 states tax food at all. And the guy that ran and won uh, Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, he's vowed to get rid of their food tax. He doesn't like it. A lot of people think it's immoral. He says he thinks it's immoral. He wants to get rid of it. Now, could there be uh, some sort of tax on food that's moral? Well, I think I think there could be, right? So here's what I mean. I think Washington State is actually a good model. Don't run away from the radio or computer or whatever you're listening on your phone. But 
Washington State's model is that raw or unprepared foods, I mean, they could be frozen, right? So if you got frozen carrots, a package of vegetables, that's, that's not taxed. Uh, same thing, you buy some potatoes, you buy some oranges, that's not taxed. But if you buy prepared food, meaning like a, a frozen dinner, okay, that's taxed, right? Because somebody did the work to prepare it for you. You could have made your own, but you want the convenience, right? It's a little bit like restaurant food. Uh, they also tax candy and soda, which I, I think I couldn't object to because, you know, they're not the healthiest things. I mean, we all ate them, right? We all, a lot of people still do, but I think it's okay if those kind of unhealthy or convenience foods are taxed. And yet, yet we don't tax the raw food that people need to buy because also in the 1930s, people tended to have more land, right? They had a little more ability to raise their own food or have some animals around. And today, I mean, if you're an apartment dweller or if you're in a, a townhome or condo, or if you've got all these restrictions from your city of how many roosters you can have or whatever, uh, you just don't have the ability to raise your own food like you used to. Because I'm sure in the 1930s, that was, that was a topic of conversation. But bigger picture, um, there's debate what could be taxed. It'd be nice to get rid of all tax on food. I think that'd be good. Because somebody pointed out that the homeless which are about 0.1% of the population, okay? They're still, they're still a hard-up bunch, right? There's around 3,300 homeless in Utah. That's rounded up, I think. Uh, but that means 99.9% .9 of us aren't homeless, so that's good. But the homeless do end up paying extra tax on food because they get it from like the convenience stores, right? Like the Maverick or, or the fast food where they actually pay a higher tax on food than normal. They pay like the full sales tax rate. In my area, in Weber County, it's, the, the full tax rate plus 1% more for like restaurant tax, which I think restaurant tax is okay. That's convenience. That's a luxury. Even if it is the drive-through, you know, it's still, you're not having to do it, but let's give the people a break who, who don't have that much money. It's a very regressive tax, meaning it hits people with lowest income the most. Those people may not even be paying income tax or very little income tax because they don't have a lot of income, but they, they are definitely paying all the sales tax, right? Because they can't get out of it. Um, and the homeless too, we, sh we shouldn't forget them. We can maybe help them separately. Right. Um, so I want to drum up GOP support for this Democrat idea. And there are some GOP, uh, legislators in favor of it. Some at present are not, but if they hear from you, they will change their tune. Okay. So we're not in a desperate situation now. We don't have 30% unemployment. The state budget is not falling short. In fact, we have year after year after year of budget surpluses, and they now have more flexibility on how they spend that income tax. It doesn't all have to go to schools. They have flexibility. So it's time, folks. I say it's time to get rid of the tax on food. We can debate the details, but let's get the tax off food that will help bigger families. It will help the low-income people and other people that could pay the tax. Well, they'll just buy other stuff with it, right? So they're going to buy, they're going to buy the better sound system or whatever, or something else that's taxable. They're just going to do it. So I don't think we're going to lose much revenue. In fact, uh, Representative Tim Quinn, who's no longer representative, he used to be, he did a study and he found that if you just increase the overall income tax, or not income tax, sorry, sales tax on, on all things, you know, not just food, but on, you know, when you pay, when you buy a car, when you buy a TV, whatever, by 0.1%. So 0.1%, that would compensate for the loss of food tax revenue. Now, I'd like to personally see taxes just held steady. 
But if you had to raise it by the point one because cities and counties and stuff want the money too, because they do, then okay, we could do that. But we also have to control overspending. That's a problem too. Uh, but let your representative know you support repealing the food tax because that will help Utah's poorest. It will help the big families. Um, it will just help the needy. I think we should do that. It's We're not in desperate times. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Now, look, also, when there's a food inflation, when the price of food is going up, this tax on food hurts people more. And the cost of Thanksgiving from last year to this year, one year, went up 14%. 14% food inflation. And that's, by the way, if you can get it, because there's starting to be food shortages, because all those ships off there and truckers in demand for everything. I saw a picture today of empty store shelves, empty freezers in Alberta, Canada, because they're having a problem with delivery. So they're running out of stuff. And that's that's only going to raise the cost of food more. So I think we should help our people out by not taxing food, because it's going up on its own. We need to get the state's hands off our food. And um, a lot of people don't know how to grow food anymore either. Even if they have the land, we're an older country, their people aren't maybe as able, but they also don't have the knowledge of what kind of soil, what kind of nutrients, right? How do we, how do we take care of our plants? Anyway, um, so how can you help? Well, this is a whole nother subject, but it's, it's important. You can run for or support good delegates, right? Not just political cronies that are running to get their buddy in office. That's Those are not the guys you want to vote for. You want to vote for the grassroots activists who care about the issues you care about and who will be a good county or state delegate. And you want to elect those true conservatives, not political cronies, to, to those delegate positions, uh, also to the party leadership, like the uh, precinct chair, precinct vice chair, and the SCC members, which in my county, Weber County, the legislative district chairs are the SCC. Most counties have a separate election for their SCC. Uh, we don't. It's just kind of a twofer, right? We're legislative chairs and we're SCC. But find out who these SCC people are. Talk to them and, and don't just vote for them until you know who they are. You want the grassroots who will fight for what you want, not the ones who will just lay down and do what the politicians want. That's a political crony. You don't need that. So you don't need some politician spouse either because they're going to vote for their politician spouse, right? And they're going to they're going to not you know ruffle feathers. They're they're going to they're going to be ineffective. Okay, we got a lot of ineffective people that just want a good image. They don't want to fight for anything. They just want this resume bullet that they were on the state central committee. Believe me, there's a lot of those, right? Not all of them. And and some of them care about everything, right? I mean, most people care about stuff a little bit. But some, I'm telling you, they don't want to fight. Now, I'll get in there. I'll, I'll get my face punch on the SEC. I'll lose the vote, but I will fight for the right stuff. I will vote without regard for how it looks. I will vote how I think I should vote, right? Because uh, it's all recorded now. So you need to vet these people that are being party leaders because they they have the power to change the bylaws, which I know that sounds geeky and wonky and stuff, but it matters. It determines who gets on the ballot and how we do it. Now, the Utah Platform Republicans, of which I am a board member, it's a PAC, a political action committee. We raise money for candidates, but but we care about who's in the state offices, right? And on December 7th, I'm going to guess probably 7 p.m., we're going to have a Zoom call. So get on our Facebook page, right? Find the Utah Platform Republicans uh, or go to our webpage. You just search for Utah Platform Republicans. You're going to find it. We're a group of about 1,800 on Facebook. And join us, right? Because, and then you'll find out about the Zoom call. Watch for the postings. But December 7th, we're going to talk about how you can run for delegate, 
know, run for precinct chair or, or vote for the good guys, right? Because you need to know a little bit about how the system works. Okay, I promised to talk about that. I did. Another a caution. Salu Omarova. Oh my gosh, she's an unrepentant communist that Joe Biden has nominated to be the head of U.S. banking. She's horrible. I mean, warning, warning, she wants to get rid of private bank accounts. Basic folks, that would kill capitalism. She's a complete bomb-throwing radical, okay? We can't let Joe Biden get away with this. We need to make sure the Senate does not approve her. They're questioning her now. There's even one Democrat who's against her, which we should be, because total radical move, total communist takeover. They want to eliminate your private bank accounts. That is that is outrageous. And yet we don't get enough coverage to tell you it's an outrage. But it is. I'll be back next week with more information. Remember that December, December 7th date. Join in that call if you can. We need the good people helping us. Thanks for listening. Thank you.